recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be discussing when I had the TNA title and I put it on the line in a five-way match. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Kurt, I'm doing great. As always, it's great to see you. Buddy, buckle up, because we're going to have a good time today. And we're starting <laughs> things off with a clip. We're going to play a clip, and it's of, guess what? Me and you from last week. Are you ready for this? Oh, God, yes. All right, here we go. Let's check it out. Right. I had a rumor, an innuendo, as my buddy Conrad says, that there uh, may be an Edge sighting potentially in AEW soon, uh, maybe even debuting at Wrestle Dream. What do you think about that? Do you see Edge showing up in AEW at all? I think Edge is loyal to WWE. Um, he's been loyal since day one. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, a lot of other wrestlers have crossed over uh especially his best friend and kind of brother christian but i just don't see edge doing that i really believe he's going to be wwe for life okay we will see what happens and i can't wait to get your reaction if he does i know i look like an asshole <laughs> that's okay that's what this show's about no not you looking like an asshole but us getting your reaction to this type of stuff it's yeah. fun it's good to hear all right. Well, okay, at Wrestle Dream, <laughs> at Wrestle Dream, Adam Copeland, the rated R superstar, uh, made his big debut. And buddy, I had so many of our listeners message me, tag me, call me. They wrote telegrams, letters, all of it, postcards. Paul, you got to bust Kurt's balls. He's the asshole. So here we go. He's with AEW, my friend. Let me tell you, it's a good thing. And I'm not saying this because I'm trying to protect my ass now. <laughs> it's a good thing because, you know what, it's good when guys cross over. Because Edge, there are a lot of guys he hasn't faced in AEW. Guys like like Samoa Joe or Sting, uh, MJF, uh, a lot of great wrestlers. And uh, this is really good for the fans because they're going to see new matchups, new faces. They're going to see Edge face these different competitors, and they're going to be different matches. They're going to have a different flavor, and uh, I think it's really good. I think it's good for wrestling. I think it's good for Edge. It's good for the fans. It is good for wrestling. I don't care what anybody says, uh, and we're excited about it. And in his press conference, Kurt, after the show, he kept saying he felt free. That was the word that he kept saying. And I think that, you know, there's some creative freedom. He mentioned being reunited with Christian, you know, uh, his, his daughter said, Hey, I want you to work with uncle Jay. Right. And uh, how fun that was. Uh, but he, you mentioned it's guys. He hasn't wrestled before Kenny Omega, who oh, you would have loved to wrestle. Yes. I'm jealous now. Now, now you're jealous. How cool is it going to be to see edge standing across the ring from Kenny Omega? Oh, that's going to be priceless, man. I, I think their matchup is definitely going to be five-star, no doubt. Uh, I, I can't wait. Hey, it's exciting, and uh, it's exciting to be a wrestling fan. WWE, AEW, fan of both. That's what I am. I like both products. I like pro wrestling, and uh, I, I can't wait to see what he brings to the table, not only 
on the screen, but the influence he'll have behind the, you know, the leader. Definitely. Yes. So it's going to be a lot of fun, but man, I couldn't wait to play that clip for you and, uh, <laughs> and just set the tone, have a little, you have a little bit of fun as we kick off the show. Uh, the other thing that I want to touch on, we're doing it every week here this week is football. Okay. So you're now five and three last week. You went one and one and one. So you picked the chiefs. They did win. they defeated the jets. My goodness, Kurt, they made it uh, close and all this freaking Taylor Swift mania uh, shots of her. Uh, okay. I'm over it. I'm o- it's gag worthy at this point. Okay. I, I don't know all how you think, man. Yeah. I mean, it is a lot everywhere. Yeah. So, uh, her, her album one day when they break up, you know, it'll be titled 87 Travis Kelsey's number. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm calling it now, but so much for that. We've got, we've heard about it. You did, you picked the chiefs. But then we have your upset pick, which was not an upset, my friend, because you picked the Dolphins. They go down to the Bills. Josh Allen said, I'm still the sheriff here in the AFC East, baby. So it is what it is. I mean, I think they put over 40-some points up on on the Dolphins. Uh, But, Kurt, you have a chance to rebound once again this week. We're going to ask you for your lock and your upset. So, Kurt, let's start. What's your angle nothing new. It's nothing new. I'm going to go with my 49ers. They're going to go over the Cowboys. Okay. Uh, hey, that's a big in. game. That's a big yes, game. Yes. And the Cowboys are doing good this year. They're three and one. Yeah. Uh, but but the Steelers, I'm picking over the Ravens. <gasps> Got to go with my Steelers. Got to do it. It's something I have to do. I'm going to do it all season long. Whether they're underdogs or favorites, I'm picking my Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we played like such garbage last week against I the houston know, texans pickett so gets hurt a good game <laughs> whatever dude we'll see what happens i'm not going to make any more comments we'll see if that's hey, the upset you know what they're two and two as bad as it seems they're still two and two so they're okay all right, Kurt, that's your picks. These are your picks, not mine. So we'll see what happens. He's got the Steelers defeating the Ravens in his upset of the week, and he has uh, the 49ers who are at home. It's a, it's uh, going to be a fun game on Sunday night taking down the Cowboys. What you got? Why, why aren't you picking, too? No, because this is the Kurt Angle show. People don't give two shits with Paul Bromwell. The Kurt Angle, Paul Bromwell show. <laughs> no, we are not. Ratings just dropped. Okay, <laughs> subscribers are jumping off YouTube left and right. So it doesn't matter what I think. But uh, so there we go. And then one more piece of business before we jump into this week's topic, and that's uh, that's all about our home. And you know that we've been on the Ad Free Show Network for quite a while, Kurt, with this podcast. We've done a lot of bonus shows over the years. Had a lot of fun. And buddy, another legend is set to join the mix over at Ad Free Shows. That's right, three-time world heavyweight champion, the total package, Lex Luger. He's joining Ad Free Shows. Isn't that cool? Great. Yes, yes. I'm so happy for Lex. He's such a good human being. Uh, I love the guy. I met him a couple times and uh, just a class act. Real, really good guy. You want to talk about another wrestler who's overcome adversity in his life. It's yes, he has, you know, bigger than anybody. Yeah. Yep. And the show's going to be called Lex expressed. And we have a little teaser clip that we're going to play about the brand new show here. Here we go. Ad free shows is home to a hall of fame lineup of legends and icons. And we continue to add to that legacy with a three-time world heavyweight champion who stunned the wrestling world on the debut episode of Monday Nitro, firing the first shot in the Monday night war from the football field to the wrestling ring, a physical specimen. He's run with the horsemen and the wolf pack 
a narcissist, an American hero, the master of the torture rack. He's the total package, Lex Luger. It's Lex Expressed, arriving in October, exclusively on adfreeshows.com. Lex will be joined by Conrad Thompson every month, looking back at some of his most memorable moments and matches. And in this special interactive format, Lex will also be answering questions from the live studio audience, which is you, available at the $29 level and up. And Top Guy members can join Lex live. It's Lex Expressed, coming soon to adfreeshows.com. There it is, Lex Expressed. The network just keeps growing, man. You're not going to find any better value for if you're a wrestling fan, especially the classic stuff that we grew up on, then ad free shows. How about that video package, Kurt? Yeah, I wish they would make one for me like that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you'd say that. It's great, dude. It's exciting. There's a lot of hype around it. Uh, if you're listening to this Saturday, this drops on Sunday to the to the world. The first show drops Saturday, October seventh at ten a.m. But that's okay. You can jump in for the November live show. Uh, it's live monthly with Conrad and Lex. So you want to check it out and uh, thousands of other uh, of content over there. Bonus series Tuesday with Taskmaster. I'm with. Kevin Sullivan every week, uh, Hacksaw Hour with Jim Duggan, the book with David Crockett, so much more. So check it out, and I guarantee you, uh, you will not be upset about the money that you spend over on ad-free shows. Listen, ad-free shows is what brought, brought Kurt and I together, and oh, what a marriage it is. I love me some Kurt We're Angle. happily married forever. We are forever, whether we like it or not. We're loving it, and uh, we appreciate all the fan support and listeners. Kurt, with that, let's jump into it this week. We're going to get into our topic. We are coming off of Hard Justice last month, where you defeated Sting and Matt Morgan in a three-way match to keep the TNA title, and you'll be scheduled for another multi-man title match in the main event here of No Surrender in 2009. Let's talk about these multi-man matches. Are, are you a fan of these style matches, Kurt? No. I <laughs> know because you can't go by instinct. You, you have to plan everything out. You have to memorize every single thing. You have to know what order you're in when you're wrestling in the ring, when you're selling outside the ring. It's really complicated. And the more guys you add to it, it gets even more complicated. I like singles matches. That's what I'm best at, and that's what I want to do. That's it. Nothing else. And not, and not only that, you have a world title at stake that we're going to get to at the end. We're going to watch this together. It's the only clip of the week, guys. We're going to watch the match together. Do you think it weakens a title when you have all these types of people in one match for a championship? Yes, because when a guy gets a title shot, he's focused on that title shot. It's just him against the champion. Now you're telling you're saying, hey, we're going to have four four guys going for challenges, going for the title. Um, it does. It de definitely cheapens the title. Yes. You are the world champion, by the way, at this point. Um, and, uh, so that's exciting, Kurt, as we go uh, into mom. this. Yeah. Well, but listen, we're also at the height of the main event mafia and it feels like every week on impact, you guys are opening the show with a promo each and every week. Do you think because of who you are as the main event mafia that you needed to open every single show with promos? No, we, we didn't need to open every show, but I think it was important for us, too, because we set the tone of the show. Uh, there were more programs than just mine, my world title match. You had Kevin Nash's program, who he was going with, Booker T's program, who he was going with, Scott Steiner's program. So it wasn't just Kurt Angle versus whoever. It was the whole team main event mafia against whoever. 
So as we come off of uh, hard justice and we're starting that build to uh, no surrender, Matt Morgan, he comes out on the show and he's hot and he says you screwed him over. You went in the business for yourself to get the wing, Kurt. What did you think of Matt here on the microphone? You think he had some uh, skills here on the mic? Yeah, Matt always had composure on the microphone. I always thought he was good. Even even when he was in WWE, he wasn't there long. But uh, I thought he carried himself really well in the microphone. And you know what? He's a politician now, so he's speaking to people all the time. Uh, so I'm sure he's real comfortable today. But he was comfortable back then. If anybody knows how to tickle ears, it's a politician. So Matt had it down for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, you offer him another chance to get in the main event mafia by teaming with him to take on team 3d at a tables match. And it feels like all we talk about in TNA episodes are gimmick matches, Kurt. Do they mean anything when all we see is gimmick match after gimmick match over and over again? No, that's one thing about TNA. They had so many damn gimmick matches. It was like, you know, not just one every week. It was two or three. And and it, it just became really uh, way too much, way too much for me, for anybody. Uh, for a fan, I don't know, uh, you know, you're basically saying, you know, these gimmick matches are now just normal matches in TNA, and, and, and they weren't. Um, so I, I think it did um, make them mean less, yes. And uh, what's hilarious here is that you guys are breaking tables left and right, but it's all accidental. I know. It was like, it was horrible, man. It was like a nightmare. <laughs> and and listen, you you actually break one by accident. It's supposed to be the final table. The finish, yeah. I mean, Morgan's legs hit and it kind of breaks it. What is going on? Are you guys like panicking? Are you talking to each other? Like, what the fuck are we going to do? Like, well, what's happening? <laughs> you know what, Bubba? Uh, Bully Ray or whoever you want to call him. Uh, he was really, <laughs> we're going to get into that. Really, he kept his composure. Uh, you know, it was like, he knew he was, he's done this before and it's happened before. And he was just like, Hey, be cool. I'll get another table. That's just cool. Relax, stay down and sell. So he, he, he kept his composure and made us compose ourselves too. Yeah, so he was like that calming influence for the rest yeah, of you guys. Yeah, with it. And uh and I was joking around about Bubba or Bully Ray, and that's because Taz on commentary just kept mixing up his name back and forth. It, it was Bubba one second, it's Brother Ray another second. And uh so he finds one, he, he finds a table, Morgan gets thrown through the table, and uh Team 3D gets the victory. Talk about the Dudleys here, Team 3D. How much did you enjoy working with those guys? They were fun to work with. And surprisingly, they were good singles wrestlers too. I had some great matches with both of them, especially Devon. Devon was a little more technical than Bubba, but Bubba was also really good in ring. Bubba was an incredible athlete for his size. He is. There's no doubt. much better of an athlete than Bubba. Yes. Not only is he incredible as an athlete, but what is just, there's no one. Well, I don't want to say no one. He's one of the guys that when he delivers a promo, a heel mode or whatever, you feel it It is authentic, real, passionate. Uh, and he's, he's, he does a great job busted open him and not Dave LaGreca. I love following his Twitter accounts just to see his takes on the business. Big fan of him. We're brought to you today by Manscaped, who has taken a step up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever been. So this season, there's no need to toil and trouble. Manscaped's all-new handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-generation skin-safe technology, the handyman was designed to give you guys that smooth finish 
without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat with this Halloween special by going to manscaped.com and use code ANGLE. That's A-N-G-L-E for 20% off plus free shipping. Listen, guys, I know it's a rolling joke about all the neckbeard-loving wrestling fans, blah, 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 but Manscaped has the tool, and I use their beard trimmer once a week. That's what works for me. My go-to setting is 6.5, and it keeps my beard like I like it, nice and tight, and then I'm good to go for an entire week. My beard is even, it looks manicured, and says, yes, I take the time to take care of myself. And for all of you wolfmen with a little bit more bush to your beards, Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit has everything you need to tame your mane. There's no trick with this treat. Manscaped has you covered. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ANGLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Please use code ANGLE and look as sweet as candy. Get yourself that handyman from Manscaped. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Uh, but let's talk a little bit more about the commentary team here because Taz had replaced Don West on commentary at this point. What do you think about having Taz and TNA here on commentary? It was huge. You know, when he signed with TNA, it was huge news. And I know a lot of fans were excited. Taz is a really good commentator. I mean, he's almost as good of a commentator as he was a wrestler. And Taz is a legend. I mean, it, even though he didn't get a real opportunity in WWE, he was such a huge name in ECW that he became mainstream. So uh, it was really good. He was a great addition to the company. Yeah, and uh, you have Taz, who you know Mike Tanay, who's just a great play-by-play uh, -play guy. So a dynamic duo in those two. So we move on because the next week Matt Morgan again barges into the main event Mafia locker room. Kurt, you cut him off and asked if Morgan barged in because he screwed up in the tables match. Morgan says, "No, you screwed up, and you need to admit to it." And actually, you do, and you let him know that he scheduled a a six-man match tonight with Morgan teaming with Booker and Scott Steiner to take on Hernandez. AJ Styles stink. Listen to these names. Morgan lets you know that he signed himself up for the four-way match for the TNA title at No Surrender, and you know to watch your back. This Morgan to Main Event Mafia storyline took up a lot of TV time here, Kurt. Do you think it helped anyone? I think it helped Matt Morgan. I mean, it made him uh, seem more of, of importance in the company. Um, you know, he was involved in the main storyline, and that was the Main Event Mafia. So... I thought it did a lot more for him than anybody else. Really, the goal was to elevate him to that main event status. That, and, 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 and in your opinion, that's what's happening through this as a result. So, yes, it's working for Matt. Yes. Do you think, uh, what do you think about him in the mafia? Do you think you liked him in this role, or do you think he should have been a part of the mafia? I, you know what? When you talk about the main event mafia, you're talking about legends of wrestling, former champions. Matt was not a former world champion, so I, I don't really think he deserved to be in the mafia. I think he had the talent to, but he just didn't have the credentials. That's not how the mafia was meant to be constructed. 
It was right. meant to be constructed with the legends, to your point. Does it make sense that a guy who lost his world title shot at the last pay-per-view, though, here, Kurt, and then a tables match the week before on TV could just say, hey, here I am. I'm ready for – I'm signing up for a world title shot. I mean, in theory, a guy like Cody Deaner could have done the same thing, right? <laughs> You're exactly right, man. Uh, obviously, you you realize they were pushing that beyond any, any other – athlete so right. they, they were really pushing them hard and uh, they were giving them many opportunities and the thing is they never had him actually win so i don't know what it, was, what it was all for because there was no payoff right right well listen you're on commentary for the six man and you are hilarious during the commentary you would uh call aj a quitter who wanted to quit the business when hernandez lifted morgan into a vertical suplex and held him there you and taz both put him over that it was impressive and that it took credibility away from morgan getting into the mafia was that a shoot comment kurt that wasn't meant to be a shoot right no it wasn't meant to be a shoot that was all just me and character yeah, just having fun. And we also haven't talked a lot about Hernandez here on the show. What do you think about him? Talk about his size, his work, overall feeling he, on him. He was really stiff, um, but so was I. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, but what an incredible athlete. He was explosive. Uh, he was about six foot one, maybe 260 pounds. And uh, pound for pound, I put him up there close to Brock Lesnar. That's how strong he was. Wow, that's a big statement right there. He, he, you're right. He does have a reputation for being a little stiff and especially with his finish, it was called the border toss. Oh gosh, man. It, I was scared to death that he was going to throw me on the head, <laughs> but you had no qualms working with him, right? Oh no, I didn't. He, like I said, he was a little stiff, but so was I. And I didn't mind get, you know, giving it back. And, and, uh, I had a good match with him once. It was really good. Well, listen, Kurt, during the same match, you discussed Bobby Lashley coming into the company and that he shouldn't be in pro wrestling and MMA at the same time. Listen to you. That was quite the ironic statement from you, considering there was always rumors about you doing MMA and pro wrestling. I mean, come on, man. I tried to do it, but Dana White wouldn't let me. Right. So, yeah. So that's when I thought, oh, you know what? If Bobby's going to try to do it. I'm not going to let him do it. You're not allowed to do that. You right. can't do pro wrestling and, and MMA. But he did because he went to Bellator. Yeah. Bellator didn't have a no-compete clause with pro wrestling. UFC did. You, you couldn't be in WWE and UFC at the same time. For some reason, they felt they competed against each other, which they didn't. I didn't understand that, but they, did have, they both had a clause in their contracts that stated that you could not uh, represent one company if you were signed with the other. How excited were you to have Lashley join TNA? Oh, man. Uh, Bobby was a great worker, incredible athlete. I'm the one that got him the tryout for the WWE back in 2001, 2002. I went out to the Olympic Training Center, and Bobby was there wrestling. That's right. He, uh, he was, I think he was number three on the Olympic team, and he stood out. His athleticism, I just knew he was going to be incredible, especially as a pro wrestler. So I got him to try it with the WWE, and he, he made it, and here he is. So did you guys have any kind of conversation prior to him joining TNA about TNA? We talked a little bit. Yeah. He told me he was interested and I told him it would be the right move. I said, you okay. know, come over, man. I, I did. And I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, listen, you got, you have to think we're going to be able to put on some amazing main event matches for TNA. Yeah. And you know what we did? I actually beat him for the world title before yep. I retired. And we had a really, really good match. I was really happy with that. That's cool. What kind of relationship did you have with Bobby at this time? Talk about it. Were you 
chummy we friends or okay we were close we were really close um you know we we didn't call each other all the time but you know when we were together we were together we were hanging out we were you know talking about stuff and just um he was one of my closer friends in tna okay all right well listen let's uh i want to read some stuff here from the torch he said they talk about the finish of the match. It says Morgan then set up the elevator, but as he wasted time checking his phantom watch and looking like a total idiot, uh, I'm just reading what they said. <laughs> Steiner entered with a chair. Hernandez shoved Morgan into the chair. Styles then springboarded at Morgan and scored the pin. Angle called Morgan a major disappointment and said that type of performance will not earn him a slot in the main event mafia. I mean, listen, Morgan isn't meant to look like the smartest guy here. Uh, was this the plan as far as just how they wanted to book him? No, you know what? The, the wrestlers take liberty and they decide that they, they want to do certain things to, sh to be protected. And Matt wanted to do the watch, do the watch, which doesn't make you look protected. It makes you look stupid. And uh, <laughs> like, so, you know, all the wrestlers, they, they have their, they put their two cents worth in of what, how they want to be protected. You know, uh, you know, if, um, AJ styles wants to do a springboard. He'll have somebody trip him when he gets out, when he, when he gets his feet on the top rope, okay. that's the way to be protected. Matt Morgan wanted to do the thing, you know, to look, like, at his watch. look at his watch, which makes him look a little stupid. And, you know, I, I will tell you this. We've all done that, you know, so Matt Morgan isn't the only one to do that. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So I've what was your stupid move? I've done stuff to make myself look stupid too, but you know, you have to learn from it. And, move and we only have about 40 minutes left for this podcast, which <laughs> is not near enough time for you to tell all the stupid things that you've done. And so, <laughs> Uh, like last week, predicting Edge, no way, goes to AEW. But, oh, uh, man, that was wrong pick. That was fun. Wrong pick. So listen, Morgan, he's going to fight back against the Mafia afterwards with punching Booker, and it would lead to impact the next week, where Booker yelled that he wanted to take Morgan out, and then you defend him saying, he's your project. Kurt, how does this make any sense? I'm, I'm trying to keep up with the storyline here. Uh, it doesn't. Um, I don't know where the writers came up with everything. <laughs> like, I think it was directly it from up their asses. Continuity. Yeah. It's just a lot, lot of stuff didn't make sense. And I wasn't sure what they were trying to do or what they were trying to accomplish, but you know, it, it really, it really didn't. It, it didn't. I, yeah. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Dumped. I have no clue. Kurt's like, I, I'm, I give up. It makes no sense. And I have no idea how to defend it. Listen, there's a backstage segment where Kip James is installing phone lines in Booker T's locker room and Booker throws them out. Can you believe though? We're talking about Kip James here. That's right. Billy Gunn. He's still in the shape he's in. And yes, he's still wrestling for AEW. He looks like he's 30 years old. He's unbelievable. And, and he might be, he might be like 60. Oh, it's ridiculous. The guy's an animal. I mean, he's still going to this day and stronger than ever. Yeah. He's impressive. Yeah, he absolutely is. Well, listen, Doug Williams and AJ styles have a match, which involves you on commentary, buddy. How much were you enjoying being on commentary? You know what? I never liked being on commentary, but I, I, I took advantage of it. And, you know, I, I tried to make myself look arrogant and cocky and and clever but um i don't know if it turned out that way but i i wasn't crazy about it but i did it 
Hey, you can say that all you want, but people seem to enjoy it. They were entertained by it. And now here you sit with headphones on your head every week, basically talking on commentary on a podcast. So it somehow worked out for you. And I say a lot of stupid shit too. <laughs> and we have a lot of fun with it. And that's the whole point to be entertaining. Yeah. And Curry, you've always been entertaining on the mic. Let's talk about Doug Williams here though. And AJ Styles, man, how good were they together working against each other in the ring? Well, you, the reason they were so good is they're both incredible athletes and they're both amazing technicians. And Doug Williams coming over from the UK with his European style of wrestling, it, it really, um, it, you really took notice to him. He really stood out. And I thought they could have used him a lot better than they actually did. I mean, having matches with AJ Styles was the right thing to do with Doug because I, I knew he'd have four or five star matches with all the top guys. But I think that, we dropped the ball a little bit with Doug Williams. Man, you think about a guy like him, fast forward 15 years later, how amazing he would be in an NXT WWE. Oh, my God. Yeah, today? <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. No doubt about it. Uh, supremely talented. Well, Kurt, listen, the next week you're out there on Impact dangling that carrot again to Matt Morgan. I mean, because that's what we're doing here. That's right. He's on the cusp of joining the main event mafia. Sting and eight. What's that? I'm beating a dead horse. <laughs> you are. Sting and AJ come out to interrupt, and it leads to you saying that you'll do anything to retain the TNA title. And Morgan thanks you for finally admitting what you're doing. A match is made with you and Samoa Joe taking on AJ Styles and Daniels. Man, how odd is it to be teaming with Joe here? Oh, he was never my friend in TNA. If anything, he was my adversary. Yeah, our tribal. each other. And I don't know why we tagged together. I think it was just they wanted a great match, and they wanted to put one of the top guys in the company, one of the best wrestlers on there. And, uh, you know, on the other side, you had Daniels and AJ, two of the other best wrestlers in the company. Yeah, when you think of four of the best wrestlers in TNA history, I mean, seriously, you, Joe, oh, AJ, yeah. and Christopher Daniels, got to be all up there. They all deserve at least a mention, yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, I said you, so it's got to be more all than a mention. Us. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So it's got to be more than a mention. The match goes eight minutes. Morgan holds up a chair at the finish, but Styles reverses you into it, Kurt. And Styles would roll you up for the win. You would slap Morgan after the match, and he would give you a elevator in response. So I think we finally moved to this point in the story. Man, but I feel like this was a long time coming, was it not? Yeah, yeah. They they had him uh petering out to me for a little while, and then finally he took a stand and did something about it. So uh, you know, I, I probably would have done that a month earlier, but you know, the writing, it was what it was. I want to go back to you, Joe, AJ Daniels, you four on pay-per-view. Give me at least 30 minutes. I don't care if it's a four-way, a tag match. You talk about one of the best matches that never happened. I mean, come on. Uh, I would have loved to see that. Um, especially you know, I love working with Joe. I love working with Joe on the other side of me. But Joe and I teaming together against AJ and Chris, the stuff we could do with those guys would be would have been amazing because Joe and I are more ground wrestlers. Those guys are more high flyers. And uh, the stuff we would have been able to do would have been incredible. And it's a little surreal, uh, surreal here uh, to see Joe. He's almost kind of a, a bit player here. Just two years after being the champion, Again, you know, we, we give TNA at this point a little bit of a hard time in terms of booking and things, but here are more examples as to why we do that. Uh, you, I, you're talking so much, Joe, Kurt. I think that it had to do with a contract dispute. 
That's ah. that's what I'm guessing. I'm I'm believing that Joe wanted more money and they didn't want to give him more money and he deserved Good. more money. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why they just dropped the ball with him. I mean, he was undefeated, 172 matches straight. I beat him and uh, ended his undefeated streak. He came back, won the title again. He was running hard, and then all of a sudden, Joe disappeared. Yeah, I don't know what happened. One of the big questions of uh, what was going on back then, but we have an official match. It's the four-way at the pay-per-view. It's going to be you, AJ, Sting, and Matt Morgan. So basically the same as the month before. We just don't have AJ Styles injected into it. And listen, if you're going to put anybody into a match, (laughs) make it AJ Styles. Hey, if you want to take it up 10 notches, you put AJ in there and you're good to go, man. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Everything and anything for you. The person with the pencil was making a good decision on that call. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson from SaveWithConrad.com. Heads up, homeowners. All of a sudden, your house is worth more than ever these last few years. But what are we going to do with that newfound equity? No, I'm not suggesting you sell your house or go buy something else. But didn't we all make this decision when we bought a house where we said, hey, someday we'd like to, and one day it would be nice if, maybe it's the dream kitchen, maybe it's an in-ground pool, maybe it's a man cave, but you've got this newfound equity, and I think we should use some of that equity to turn your house into your dream home with no money out of pocket. But even better than that, we're routinely helping folks do this, and they wind up with a cheaper monthly payment. So if you got the dream house you always wanted, with no money out of pocket and your payments went down? How easy is that? Find out how easy it is to turn your house into your dream home with no money out of pocket right now at SaveWithConrad.com. We can't wait to hear about your projects. Tell us what your dream is. We're going to help you make it happen at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! But, man, let's talk about Sting because it kind of feels like a waste having him in these matches, doesn't it? Yeah, you know what? Sting was one of those guys that if you had him in the match, you wanted to have him in a singles match. Yeah. You wanted to make it sure it was more important. Um, he, was, he was such an icon and a legend that I would have used him sparingly. I would have used him just for world title matches, one-on-ones, maybe a big tag match. But yeah, they, him putting them in there it kind of prostituted him a little bit. You, you need to protect Sting. That's what I believe. Yeah, and put the spotlight on him and his match, like elevate it. These are big. Yes. T- you want to get pay per view buys, right? Don't yeah, tuck them in yeah. there with four or five other guys. To your point, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that isn't right. Sting Sting deserves better. Yes. Well, you are back on commentary. You've put the headphones on one more time. Uh, someone's loving you on commentary, dude. And and it's I was the good- hating it. <laughs> Kurt Sweat and Crisco at the commentary desk. We would never know, but hey, it's the Go Home Impact, which features Matt Morgan beating Samoa Joe in five minutes. Are you kidding uh, me? Five minutes. Um, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> yeah, they basically. I guess they thought J- Joe was somebody else. So, so much for <laughs> Joe is gonna kill you. So much for that shit. He he lost in yeah, five minutes. Yeah, man, that was crazy. Five minutes to Matt Morgan. What now, now don't get me wrong, Matt's a giant. So I understand about But it's Joe, it's Samoa fucking Joe, bro. It's Joe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they could have done that with somebody else, you know. Right. Credibility. Yeah. Uh here we go. The go home angle. It's you and Morgan brawling and yet kicking him low, suplexing him through tables. Are you, do you recall, excited about going into this pay-per-view? 
No, because I, I, I like singles matches. Listen, when you add more individuals to matches, okay, this is supposed to be a four-way. It ends up being a five-way. It does. Okay? So when you add more people into the match, it becomes more complicated. And then you have less responsibility. And I like to have the full responsibility when I wrestle a match. I like to be even more responsible than my opponent. I want to lead the match and lead them through the match. And you can't do that when you're wrestling five different, four different people. Buddy Hernandez is going to enter the party. We're going to get into that, but it's no surrender. We're here September 20th, 2009. We're going to play the clip. We'll watch a little bit of the intro. We'll mute it. We'll talk. We're going to have some fun. I'll read you some observer notes. We're going to ask, answer some fan questions. Are you ready to do this? My friend, let's rock and roll. We're going to rock and roll. Let's check it out. Here we go. And now, ladies and gentlemen, introducing standing in the corner to my right. He weighed in this morning at 230 pounds and comes to us from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He is professional wrestling's only Olympic gold medalist. He is the leader of the main event mafia, and he is the current reigning and to wrestle for five minutes. That's why right here, right now, I cash in my Feast of Fire case for the TNA World Heavyweight title. Hey, do so or no. Are you kidding me? Big Super Max Hernandez is going to cash in Feast of Fire, and he's going to become the... So there we go. Hernandez is cashed in. He's jumping in. Kurt, you look like you're on a diet of soup and water here at this point. What in the world's going on? <laughs> this was when I was doing the warrior movie. I had to lose 30 pounds. <laughs> they called, they said you were 230 pounds. I'm like, there's oh, no God, way. I'm 195 here. Soaking what? I lost 30 pounds. I weighed 225 before I did the movie. And then when I did the movie, it was 195. Wow. You, I mean, Kurt, you look like you're heavier now. Are you? Current yeah, day? I'm, I'm 215 now. Yes. So my goodness, you're I've, really. I haven't been that small since high school. That's unbelievable. It yeah. is just something else to see you like this, and and we have in the past, but it, it always just kind of hits me in the face because I'm so used to watching your WWE days. Yeah, uh, yeah. When we're on the show, uh, well, let me ask you about the singlet here. We've talked about this before, but you've got the flower, or what is that on? Talk to me about the. Uh, where, where does that come stem from? The Godfather of the Main Event Mafia. Oh, that's right. Okay. Power. Yeah. The there ropes. you go. All coming yeah. together for me. I'm a little slow sometimes. <laughs> I guess, you know what? That'd be hard to understand. People are like, why does he have a rose on the back of the seat? <laughs> like, what is happening with the rose? Tell me. You didn't, I mean, was it, was it when they handed you flowers when you won the gold? I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> Okay. Well, oh, Hernandez, Hernandez just oh, threw you yeah. across the ring like you were a doll, a rag doll. Talk about stiff. Oh You're getting like stiff right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. I've not seen you thrown around like that. Oh, my God. That was a tackle, too. That hurt. Watch this. He's about to suplex you out of your shorts. <laughs> and the ladies at home are can't wait to see it. Here we go. 
Oh, you're up there for a while. I mean, you're yeah. you're gonna have a headache. Talk to us about this type of suplex being held like this I mean, for a it's, while. It's so easy. I mean, your head gets a little red from the blood rushing down to your head, but other than that, it's such an easy move to take. It's actually less. It's less impactful than a regular suplex because you have momentum with this regular suplex from the ground over. Ah, Here, you good just point. Drop them backward. Yeah. But I mean, I always felt like rush that blood rush into your head. It, it would put a lot of pressure on your in your skull for a while. But it, it guess, does, yeah. But I guess when you don't have a, a huge brain, it's not a big deal. But I'm bunch. Well, you're you're getting treated like a tackling dummy by Hernandez here. He's beat my ass. And now I know what they mean when they see he's stiff. Guys, real quick reminder, check out all Kurt's past top impact moments, including the one we're watching right now. Go over to impactwrestling.com forward slash packages. You can see it here on the bottom of the screen and sign up with code Kurt. I'm telling you, you can watch all of this in its entirety as well as 11 years of Kurt Angle, right, Kurt? Yes, all 11 years. I spent more time in TNA than I did WWE. You can watch the years where he had muscles. You can watch the years where he was emaciated, <laughs> like we're watching here. And uh, he's getting treated like a rag doll once again. You're taking a beating. Now you're getting suplexed on the rampway. He's whooping my ass, man. I, I don't know if I could take much more. I don't know who's booking this shit, but Kurt, you let him take liberties with you. I had to. I was the heel. The heel gets their ass kicked. Well, that's for sure. So let's get into a little bit of the observer notes as you and I watch this. We'll do some questions. We're just going to have a good time together. Uh, TNA's no surrender pay-per-view was a mixed bag, according to Dave Meltzer. But with a strong final scene as AJ Styles was in the ring, we're going to, obviously, we're not spoiling shit here. This happened in 09. He ends up winning the title as you're about to take a powerbomb on the stage. My God, Kurt. Ooh. No. Oh. Someone said, oh, Eric Young saves the day because yes. you were, I think you were going off the stage. Oh, thank God for Eric Young. Uh, so AJ wins the championship fans come into the ring to celebrate with him. Do you remember that moment, Kurt? We're going to see it here at the end. Yeah, of Yeah, it was a pretty special time. I, I really loved it. I, you know, AJ was so excited. He got the fans all riled up. They rushed the ring and they were carrying him around. It was really cool. Do you think, though, just overall, the impact zone at this point, 09, September, had it become stale at all for the company at this point, in your opinion? You know what? That's a tough question because, I mean, it, it eventually did, but I don't know if it happened this early. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we were probably in the impact zone now for uh, four or five years, maybe, because I, I came in 2006 and we were already there. And this is 2009, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know what? They might have been a little played out by now. Um, but listen, we had a lot of the same fans come every single week. Diehards, baby. They were all diehard fans. They they wanted to show up and they wanted to be on TV. And that's why it surprises me that they're not as rowdy because they showed up because they wanted to. They didn't show up and say they weren't like at Disney and said, hey, wrestling's here. <laughs> Let's just go in and watch, you know, a lot of them were loyal fans. That's cool because, uh, you know, WCW tried the whole MGM thing and a lot of the wrestlers were like, oh, great. I can take my family down. We'll make a vacation out of it. But the problem is you get an audience that's full of vacationers and they're just there to, <laughs> yeah, non-wrestling fans. They think yeah. it's another show, like a Disney yeah. show, you know? And then they realize, no, this is fucking wrestling. What are we doing here? <laughs> well, AJ Styles, according to the wrap up, I'll read Meltzer's wrap up. 
won a five-way match over Matt Morgan, Hernandez, Sting, and the champ, Kurt Angle. That's right. Uh, he wins the TNA title 15 minutes and 10 seconds this match goes. It starts as we watch. Hernandez comes out with his briefcase saying he was cashing it in. Nobody learned the lessons about fans thinking baby faces are stupid. Shouldn't he have cashed it in after the four guys beat each other up? Or at least... What do you think about that? Shouldn't he have at least cashed in after everybody's beat the shit out of each other, Kurt? Yes, that's what usually happens. But he did protect himself by saying at the beginning, I don't. I didn't come here just to wrestle for five minutes. I'm cashing in right now, saying that he's going to wrestle the whole entire match. So saying that he has balls. Now, does that, does that make him look stupid? A little bit, yeah. Sure. Because he didn't take advantage of uh, an opportunity where he, if he waited till the end, he could have won. But to, your, but to your point, at least he addressed the psychology he of it. He addressed it, and that, that, that yeah. was the, the protection, yes. So so there's that. Hernandez was about to uh, border toss angle on the stage, as we saw, but Eric Young chop block Hernandez's knee with a police baton and then pile drove him on the ramp. The pile driver didn't look good, but on the ramp, better safe than sorry. Hernandez was taken out, and everyone probably figured he'd come back for the finish. But you know what, Kurt? He never comes back. I know he disappeared. <laughs> so after he put that severe ass beating on you and you and AJ are getting into it, which I always love watching. Oh, this was so sloppy for AJ. It's because I wasn't strong enough to hold him up. Uh, I was only, I was only, I was weighing about it the same as AJ was at this point. But and let's uh, think. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk real quick. We're, I want to talk more about that, but I want to finish the Hernandez point. Yeah. He's gone. He just cashed in. To really oh, kick your ass, you Eric Young. Okay, yeah, no. yeah. Hernandez is done with the match after Eric Young attacked him. He's gone and never comes back in the match. All he did was come out, whip your ass for about six minutes, took that move from Eric Young, and they he never came back in the match. I uh, I guess. Do we call that a fucking waste or just a waste? The, the power driver, but <laughs> Kurt, that's a, that's a waste, bro. Uh, you know what? I, I why am I even trying to protect this? I situation? have no idea. This was all um, nine. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty stupid. I, I, I would have had him actually. I, I would have had him come back and have a couple of good false finishes at the end to make him uh, finish strong. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. We got you. We got you to to to, to tell the truth on that one. <laughs> so, listen. The match broke down into a tornado match. I'm going to keep reading Meltzer with Angle and Morgan versus Styles and Sting. Here you are. You're you're trying to get Morgan on your side, telling him what to do. He hasn't looked at his wrist yet at the wristwatch. So I guess we're good. <laughs> it makes perfect sense according to Meltzer. All the build up leading to the match was how Angle and Morgan were going to go at it. Instead, they decide to work together. That's exactly what I'm saying. But did this, But they do do the swerve at the end, so there you go. Lots of finishers were used with the partner doing the save. Good match, but crowd was pretty burned out by this point. Styles oh, used the... Hold on, I want to give you the, the psychology. Okay, it. sure, let's do both it. Both heels can't be trusted. So we're agreeing right now, but we're both thinking we're going to fuck each other at the end. So this, this is what heels do. This was not a bad idea to do this. Right. To say, hey, you know what? We'll work together. And then one of us fucked the other, you know? Oh, wow. Interesting. It works. It, it's, it's, it's a good heel thing to do. Yeah. And uh, so there you go. That's, that's some explanation there from Kurt about how they fucked each other at the end of the match. <laughs> Uh, I don't need Morgan used the elevator on styles and sting saves sting tried for the scorpion death lock, but angle reversed into an ankle lock. 
Morgan would then turn on angle, here we go, using the carbon footprint, which we're going to get to. Morgan then goes after Sting, who moves out of the way, and Morgan missed a tackle and went to the floor. Sting and Styles were both in the ring with angle laid out. Sting then turns away from getting the pin and dove off the apron onto Morgan. Styles used the springboard 450 on angle for the pin, and they had the big celebration. Dave gave it three stars. So there you go. That was better than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 pretty good. Here, more from the Observer. Dave says, "I don't think the show was particularly good or bad. The handling of the title change was strong, but the nature of it somewhat devalued the title. Angle himself won the title in a multiple multiple person King of the Mountain match when Samoa Joe, with the belt in hand, gave it to Angle doing his heel turn. That's bad enough for a title change. This time." Matt Morgan lays out angle with the carbon footprint, but ended up missing a tackle and flying over the top rope. Sting and Styles were in the ring, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this is, here we go. Next pay-per-view, Kurt's going to be bound for glory. Company's biggest show of the year. And uh, Styles is going to be defending against Sting. And so that's what the plan's going to be. What do, you, what do you think of this match as we're watching it? The ending, the finish, your time in TNA up to this point. G give, me, uh, give me your cliff I notes. I was pretty happy with my time in TNA. I, I thought uh, it was little, the creator was a little bit more of the wild, wild west. You know, it was a little, little crazy at times. But um, I really enjoyed my time there. I love working with these guys. We, we had our own creative ways of doing things. We could put on our own creative ideas and stuff. So we had a little more freedom here. Well, not only that, uh, it's so funny that you say freedom and free. That's uh, the word that we talked <laughs> about as far as Adam Copeland. But uh, the gimmick matches, the four ways, the five ways, Kurt on a ladder, Kurt doing things that he doesn't necessarily like to do. You're also getting a ton of that type of stuff here in TNA. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I didn't enjoy that, but you know, I did what I was The told. table matches with the Dudleys. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I... I like I said before, I've never turned anything down uh, in WWE or in TNA. Uh, if the creative came up with something, I tried to make the best of it. That's it. Yeah, I mean, that was your attitude. Uh, your soldier, Kurt, is really what you were, a good soldier. And you were going to do whatever the company needed you to do. You're absolutely right, Paul. I don't know if it was the right thing, but... But at the time, you just wanted to, to be a good company man and do what you were supposed to, so... I, I can understand that, right? And try and and your goal at the end of the day was to really help put TNA on the map. I know we yeah, have a lot I of jokes. To get guys over. I yeah. wanted to make them stars. That's what I came there for. That's why I was getting paid so much money to do it. But if you look in that ring right now and you see a guy like AJ Styles, you talk about star. I mean, what he has become, even what he was then. Did you ever see back here in 2009 he could be one of the biggest stars worldwide for WWE one day? Yeah, I thought WWE was making a huge mistake. I know that uh, AJ, well, actually, he never really had a tryout with WWE. So, you know, he was uh, signed with WCW, but then they, they shut down, and AJ ended up going to TNA. So it was just a missed opportunity. Uh, WWE never had the ability to recruit, recruit AJ because after WCW, he came straight to TNA. So I think that... If WWE would have got him in 2001, oh my gosh, the career AJ would have had. Hall of, Hall of Fame. Already. 20 years, it would have been better than anybody's. It, oh man, could you, and, and then we would have gotten our dream match 
we would have gotten to see Ang, uh, AJ versus, well, my dream. I would love to see AJ versus Shawn Michaels. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Uh, has that happened yet or not? No, I've never. It's never happened. Never will. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so let's get to a couple things. The possibilities were there, right? I mean, there was a tease a few years ago, a little, uh, a little bit, speculation yeah. on social, but it, but Sean didn't want to do it. And to me, I would have rather seen AJ, where here, this is 2009, I think HBK, was he was still doing his thing. That would have been fun around this time to see those two go at it. Oh, definitely. That, that would have been uh, one of the greatest matches of all time. Let's go to a couple fan questions here, Kurt, as we watch the close of this match. You're taking a stinger splash in the corner. I don't know how you're still walking around because you've taken a complete ass beating by so many guys. I got my match. butt whooped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Keegan. Keegan's here with a question. And uh, and he's working his ass off, by the way, to become a pro wrestler. Yes, I'm he a, is. Yes, he is. I've, he, I've, uh, I've uh, kept in touch with him. Yeah, yeah, he's a good kid. He is. He really is. And he said, Kurt, are fatal four ways hard to generally put together? I did two triple threats recently, and they are totally different process than other multi-person matches. You know what? Triple threats are complicated, but four ways are even more complicated. And if you do a five-way like we did tonight, it even gets more complicated. The more people we add in the match, the more complication it is. The good news with this five way is that guy kind of got out of there pretty quick. Yeah, Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Richie, did you think it was a missed opportunity at the time to give AJ the title at Bound for Glory instead of here and having you drop it to AJ in a one on one match instead of a five man match? Oh, I would have loved to wrestle AJ. I think it would have been the right decision. I think it would have been a bigger moment for AJ. A company um so uh, i definitely would have saved it for that but you know when you're talking about it now you're you're you know armchair quarterback. armchair quarterback thing but but yeah. richie's right have you retain here go to their biggest show of the year bound for glory kurt angle aj styles you drop the title to aj you know what and with a five-way you really want to drop the title with a five-way or a four-way probably not the time is when you have the biggest pay-per-view of the year and you have the biggest showdown, Kurt Angle versus AJ Styles, the two best wrestlers in the company. That would have been, that would have been the right way to give AJ the title. Bo asks, Kurt, what's your favorite four-way or five-way, and does it even involve wrestling? <laughs> oh, God. Um, my favorite four-way or five-way. Jeez, I've only been in a few. Um I, I can't remember. I know this wasn't it here. <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> oh, I can't stop laughing. I love our fans. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, uh, wrestling match cards. Any funny stories on Hernandez? And did you see potential on him being world champion in TNA during this time between 2009 and 2010? So let's start with the first part. Any funny stories about Hernandez other than uh, he slapped you, know you silly? I can't remember anything specifically, but he was really perverted. Like, <laughs> he, he said a lot of perverted stuff. He he wasn't perverted himself, but he said a lot of funny shit. Wrestling match cards. You asked the question. Okay. I'm just here to help facilitate this. What about, could you have seen him as the world champion? Speaking of world champion, AJ just pinned your shoulders of the mat for the one, two, three. And the crowd is absolutely, let's just listen to this and then I'll finish the question. <laughs> Styles. We are 
Buddy, that was fantastic. The crowd's going crazy, but I look down and there you are still laying in the ring. Did you get stepped on? Were you okay? Everybody ignored me. They were <laughs> they like, wanted to get to AJ. Just step on your Olympic hero. Who gives a shit? We're there for AJ. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, uh, oh, you were saying about Hernandez being world a- title. Could you have seen him having a run 2009, 2010? If he had a manager. I think if he would have had a, a manager, mouthpiece. maybe homicide, you know, doing his talking for him. Yeah. I think I think he could have been. Yes. Well, Kurt, listen, as much fun as this was, and oh my God, was it fun. Next week we're coming back for another episode. How does that sound? Yeah, and we're gonna have EC three on. NWA champion EC three, a man that you have quite the history with from your time in TNA. We're going to talk all things Ethan Carter. We're going to talk TNA, WWE, NXT, NWA, and a lot of other things. Listen, they have a big pay-per-view coming up Saturday, October 28th. It's from Cleveland, Ohio. We're going to get into all of it with EC3. Kurt, I can't wait. It is. It is. You are correct, sir. You are correct, sir. So I cannot wait to have EC3 join us. Uh, Kurt, listen. We talk about it all the time. This is the place you want to be if you want to advertise your business, your product, your service. It doesn't matter what it is. Advertisewithangle.com. It's where you want to check us out. So go over there now, advertisewithangle.com. We have a great demographic, that 25 to 54-year-old men. There's no better place than right here. We've had some of the same companies uh, advertise with us, and there's a reason why, because that demographic loves the Kurt Angle Show, and we love them. So check it out, advertisewithangle.com. Kurt, also want to share with our, our fans that they can check us out on all forms of their social media. You're on TikTok, TikToking your way up the charts over there, driving your cart all over the neighborhood, picking up your kids who knows what you're doing on tiktok but you're doing all kinds of fun stuff check her out over there but also the show at the angle pod go to youtube we're about to surpass sixty-five thousand subscribers on our on our way to 70 and we're going to keep going till we get to 100 and go for some more you can subscribe at youtube.com forward slash the angle pod and listen, not only subscribe, but like and comment, turn on those notifications. It runs an algorithm and really helps our show get it out to a bigger population. Guys, you can do us a huge favor. It doesn't cost you a thing to do it and we would really appreciate it. Now let's get into what does cost you something and that's all Kurt's stuff. All right, Kurt, let's break it down. Grab those snacks. You know what I'm talking about? Those smart snacks, because yes, that's right and you're newly as your as your home is being renovated they're all over the place now tell us about physically fit smart snacks smart snacks crispy protein bites they're they're whey protein there's chicken protein and organic plant protein there are four different flavors actually total of 11 different flavors there are four with the whey protein and they're all incredible honey mustard uh we got uh, uh a sweet barbecue 
um, Buffalo Wild Wing, and I believe Cinnamon Swirl. Mm. Uh, amazing taste, amazing flavor, high protein, low carbohydrate. Go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. You're going to absolutely love them. There you go. And also speaking of something that's delicious and has a little sweet flavor to it, delicious. I'm talking about that project one nutrition, that cookies and <laughs> cream. Kurt, tell them where they can find that protein. The best tasting protein on the planet. Kurt Angle's cookies and cream, actually American dream cookies and cream protein. Go to projectonenutrition.com, order the protein. It's the best tasting protein on the market. You're going to love it. Ah, that's right. If you're going to be in a four-way or in a five-way, and yes, I'm talking about wrestling matches, <laughs> you need to up your protein, and you can do that with Project One Nutrition. KurtAnglebrand.com. You're looking for cowboy hats, milk cartons. If you want to have a T-shirt, if you want to have a, a birthday card, if you want a cameo video, people love their cameo videos. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Go to KurtAnglebrand.com. Isn't that right, Kurt? Yeah, we got autographs, uh, autograph photos. Um, we have the whole ball of wax. <laughs> That's the one yeah. line you got to remember. <laughs> the whole ball of wax over at KurtAnglebrand.com. So check it out. Listen, the holidays are approaching. All right, we're already in October. So get in it, check it out. Buy some T-shirts that we're wearing. You can find those, boxofgimmicks.com, the Kurt Angle Show. Boxofgimmicks.com. Buddy, uh, Rhino just had just got his Kurt Angle Show T-shirt. Good, good. He'll be advertising all over the place. Right? I hope so. I hope so. Hey, this is also sweatshirt season, pal, so you can get some yeah, sweatshirts yeah, to Kurt support Angle those. Yep. Kurt Angle Show we need to get you some sweatshirts because I feel like you're just a T-shirt wearing dude, so we got to get I you am, some hoodies. I, I only have three Kurt Angle Show T-shirts. I need I need more. We need, to, we need to get you hooked up. Kurt, before we get out of here this week, you want to tell us all about sports betting over at MyBookie. Tell us all about MyBookie. All right, with my bookie, NFL season just keeps heating up. You want to get on, on the fun? I got you covered. This season, my bookie has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quickly. I got you guys covered with promo code Kurt Angle. Use it for any deposit of $50 or more, and you can get up to $200 to your account. Check the promo link in my Instagram page. And more than anything, enjoy this weekend of football or this week of football. Again, look for my bookie link on my Instagram page. That's it. There you go. My bookie. And it's all about Kurt Angle. Find it on his Instagram page, the link. And he's going to take care of you. You can use that promo code and have a lot of fun with all the sports betting that's out there. Guys, listen, this has been an absolute blast. We thank you so much for checking out the show. I get to sit here and do this with my Olympic hero, your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. On behalf of Kurt Angle, this is Paul Bromwell. And we'll see you right back here next week on another episode with DC3 of The Kurt Angle Show. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on a sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.